Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk. Oh, it's absolutely massive. It's great to be here on Grand Final Week. Good morning, Jay and Jack, to this special edition of the Sports Desk. What's going on, Sam? <laughs> is, is that it for the one of the biggest sporting weeks of the year? It's uh, not it, but it's, uh, it's good to have a long weekend as well, even though we're still in lockdown. It's fine. We'll... We've done this before. We'll get through it again. Yep. Um, pretty interesting. I know we've had the extra week built up to the grand final as well, um, but uh, it's just made me crave it more. I I just love grand final week. It's there's I I say it every year. Um, there's no better place to be in the world other than Melbourne in grand final week, except Perth this year. But <laughs> um, it it's just one of those things that. Uh, um, Absolutely amazing. How about you, Jack? What are your thoughts on Grand Final Week? Oh, I could not agree more. It's one of the best times of the year. I mean, it's Grand Final fortnight, really, with the um, pre-final bye. But, um, I mean, I live in the West. It's so good to get out there and see the red, white and blue everywhere and um, even some D support. It's just awesome. It's something that Melbourne can really get behind altogether. And um, no matter if you follow sport or not, it becomes part of your life for the next week. And it's just awesome. I am so keen for the grand final on Saturday. This past week's definitely been a marathon and not a sprint. I felt like I've had to calm myself down, just simmer a little bit, waiting for the grand final. But it's finally here and I could not be more excited. Uh, what's your overall thoughts of the extra week? Um, I'm 
I think I'm anti it. I like the idea of prelim straight into the grand final, builds a bit of momentum. I, mean, I feel like we lost a tiny bit of that, but don't get me wrong, us Victorians, we can always find find and make momentum when we need to. Right, Jay? Yeah, no, I think uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting if the Dogs win just because they've obviously had all this momentum. They have had to go through a lot and then they've got that week off to freshen up the legs. So they might be in good touch having all that form coming in while the Ds have sort of have to have a couple of weeks off. They might uh, might jump them a bit. Don't know. We'll see. Well, definitely, yes. It's uh, absolutely massive. We've got a weekend. Uh, we've also got a special Sports Desk live show Saturday, 5.45 on Facebook Live um, and 3.45 if you're in Perth time. Uh, and I think um, 5.15 if you're in uh, Adelaide. I think I'm getting all the time zones right. No, well done. You got it right, yeah. Um, but it's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, we've got a 30-minute long show before the pre-game entertainment starts on the TV, uh, extended preview, and uh, we've got former sinner Josh Martin who will be joining us live from Optus Stadium, which is uh, absolutely incredible to have someone in there, and he'll be bringing us his thoughts live from the ground, which is going to be absolutely amazing. So... Uh, Keep tuned in for that on the Sports Desk Facebook page, but we've got a long show to get through. Uh, we're going to get to our first track, and we'll come back and talk some sport news on a massive special grand final edition of the Sports Desk. Uh, and as we've done every year uh, on the grand fin- final show, all songs related to footy, uh, a few nostalgia hits here with some of them. Uh, we're going to start it off here with the Hunters and the Collectors, Holy Grail to start off a great Ooh. grand final weekend right here on the sports desk on your Friday morning on Sin. So Hunters and collectors, holy grail on the sports desk on your Friday morning on grand final week, all songs on today's show. Uh, going to be related to our favourite game of footy. Uh, we're going to dig straight into some sporting news, straight off with a few AFL stories here first. Uh, and finally, I can uh, breathe a little better now. Carlton have landed a coach um, where I can rest now for the off-season. I was worried it was going to take months and months and months more. Uh, but Carlton have appointed former Brisbane champion Michael Voss as its new senior coach, Voss, previously an assistant under Ken Hinckley at Port Adelaide, uh, underwent a string- stringent interview process over Zoom last week and flew to Victoria for face-to-face discussions with Blues officials on Wednesday. The latest round of interviews satisfi- satisfied Carlton's five-person coaching selection panel led by new football director Greg Williams. Uh, and he was announced as David Teague's full-time replacement on a three-year deal on Thursday. Voss, 46, was a triple premiership captain and Brownlow medal winner during an illustrious 289-game career playing at Brisbane that also included five All-Australians and had five best and fairest. So uh, definitely some man with some records, been around the game for a long time. Um, uh, he hasn't been a head coach for a team for a while, but he's been an assistant, as I said, at Port Adelaide, so... Uh, congratulations for him. Um, it'd be good to see him around. It's, he's been a bit quiet. I think sometimes when assistant co- coaches become assistant coaches, yeah, well, you never really hear from them for a while. They're going down to cover almost. Um, yeah, it's um, not not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth, not sixth, but seventh time's the charm for the 
Carlton coaching panel to finally find somebody. Um, good on them. Clearly, they're efficient at what they do. Um, but, I mean, it's good to finally get it over and done with, isn't it? Um, he's a great coach. We know he's a great coach. We know he's capable of coaching team, like teams, all AFL teams all by himself. So, it's going to be quite interesting to see how he goes. Jay? Well, yeah, I think it's a fresh start for him. He didn't have the best tenure at Brisbane. I think mm. he was... I think he made the top eight once in the five years he was there or something. But, again, it's a fresh start. He's been under Hinckley for a few years as well. It's a lot of mentoring. They'll hopefully help him for the sake of your blue boys, Sammy. We'll, uh, he might be back next year. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, oh, next year. Sorry. Or 10 or 30. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Uh, come on. Come on. Or in our lifetime. I don't know. I don't know. Before we're dead. Um, we've got a good squad and uh, looking forward to the future to come. I still believe, hey, if Melbourne can do it, Melbourne can come out of the dark, the dark depths of uh, hell. Uh, <laughs> funnily enough for them, the demons. Um, look, anything's possible in uh, the, the world of football and I hope for my sake and uh, fans that have not seen um, uh, you know, the high times and finals for a long time, um, hopefully it, it goes well. And uh, David Teague off to Richmond. Announces assistant. What do you think of that, Jay? I'm very happy. Sam. He's a he's previously been a um, assistant coach and forward in defence as well. So I think he'll be a good addition to Timmer. And it'll be good. Tim has definitely been in a gang around him when he was under the uh, I guess spotlight with all the co- coaching stuff. But I think it's a great addition to us. Uh, what do you think, Jack? I completely agree. I mean, we all know how great of an assistant coach he is, and I believe he was a great full-time coach. So it's just another coach to add to your repertoire. It's always good um, to get experience from other teams and other clubs. Um, he'll bring an enormous amount of um, knowledge and wealth to us, I reckon. Okay. Uh, next here in some footy news, of, of course, uh, Matthew Scarlett, uh, one of the great, uh, greatest defenders in the Cats history, joins fellow on-field staff members Matthew Knight and Corey Enright in exiting the club uh, since its prelim final thumping against Melbourne almost a fortnight ago. The club also farewelled long-time chief executive Brian Cook, who last week joined the Blues. Uh, Scarlett, a three-time premiership player with the Cats, said the time was right for him to step away from the role he began in, he began in 2016. It's been an incredible journey and much more than I could ever have hoped for when I joined the club, said Scarlett in a club statement. What do you think of this? Doors are starting to fly open at Geelong. People, I think, are maybe sensing uh, end of days maybe for finals and they want to be out the door. Yeah, um, I mean, the wind has changed, hasn't it, a little bit? Um, They've seemed like such a solid squad for so many years. I mean, barely anyone left there and they only added to their, their talent and both on the field and off the field. But it's interesting that there's been this mass exodus so quickly, Jay. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and it'd be interesting to see if Scarlett ends up somewhere else. I'd definitely love to have him in Richmond. He was a good defensive coach for a while. So I think where that's the sort of mold we need is a new defensive coach. If Richmond's looking around for that, <laughs> well, we'll see. They'll start well. popping up everywhere. Um, and uh, Carlton got some spots. They've we basically cleaned out an entire cupboard. The <laughs> all the assistant coaches are gone. Pretty much all of them. So maybe a few might come over as well since the uh, CEOs come across. Um, we'll see what awaits in the uh, off-season. It's always interesting, the NAB trade talk and stuff. Um, and that will begin, of course, next week. Next week. 
Um, coverage will be insane. <laughs> um, British cricketers travelling to Australia for this summer's Ashes series will not uh, get any special deals allowing their partners or families to accompany them. Uh, Prime Minister um, Scott Morrison has declared while England's cricket team can enter Australia under a special exemption, at this stage their partners and families are not allowed to join them. Several players said they would boycott the test if their loved ones could not travel and former England Test cricketer captain Michael Vaughan said the pack cricket schedule meant multiple English players were facing the prospect of being isolated for several months unless exemptions are granted. What do you think, Jay? Do you think they're just sucking up too much? Uh, I mean, we're lucky even to have um, players coming over to play an Ashes series. Yeah, well, that's why I think they're very privileged to be in the position they're in. So I think they should be a bit, I guess, nicer to be allowed to come into the country in the first place. And you just got to do what you got to do in this time in the world. This is the way it is for what's going to be for a long time. So people just got to adjust to it, I think. Jack, what do you think? I completely agree. I, I imagine, I mean, I'm not, I don't have my finger on the um, English cricket team's pulse right now, but I imagine there's about 20 odd younger boys waiting in line if spots open up. I mean, it's just the way it is, isn't it? If you don't want a spot for an off field reason, if you don't want a spot because your family can't come with you, no skin off the back of the English cricket team. I'm sure they'll find players to replace you. It's just one of those things. If you want to earn your money and do a job that everyone would kill for, you have to make some sacrifices sooner or later. Yep, definitely. A uh, few news as well. The uh, A-League fixture was released last night. Uh, and, of course, they've at least uh, released some more information about the uh, broadcast uh, that's going to be happening with Paramount Plus and Channel 10. Uh, a few things they've pointed out. Simultaneous Saturday night kickoffs will be available and live goal updates from both games at the same time. Dynamic multi-screen... Vo- vo- sorry. Dynamic multi-screen viewing across Network 10 and Par- Paramount Plus. Um, and one A-League game per week on Channel 10 and one W-League game on 10 Bold. So uh, looking forward to the uh, upcoming uh, A-League season, November, uh, when the games kick off. Been pushed back a little bit, um, but we're uh, lucky to have it. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the remaining games for um, the cup competition, the FFA Cup. Um, We'll see what eventuates with that over the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, interesting, and uh, looking at a few of the key dates, so the Christmas Derby, that's back. Um, always love going on the Christmas Derby. Uh, feeling positive about the future of the A-League. Uh, and finally received some merch today that I ordered a long time ago. The little um, Champions Trophy came yesterday. Um, so holding on to the uh, uh, the victory of um, City <laughs> winning the championship a little while longer. Um, before we get into the new season. But very, very exciting. Uh, a few more key signings. Uh, City signed an Italian uh, that played in the Serie A and the Serie B. Um, so look forward to that. We'll definitely be getting into uh, A-League hype over the next couple of weeks. And also, uh, FIFA 22 is out uh, next week. Uh, I had a little dabble last night on the game. Uh, and very excited. Uh, definitely a key highlight for me this year. Uh, Jay, I don't know about you. Are you excited about FIFA 22? Yeah, I am actually. I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, I like that they brought Creator Club coming into my career because I think they had something similar to it, but now you can actually like you know, create your own team and do offline and stuff. Yeah. I think that's And yeah, I've got Next Gen, so it'll be even better. So. Yeah, I played a bit on my uh, brother's Next Gen uh, Xbox last night and uh, uh, he bought a new 4K screen. 
and just from the first game, this is the biggest difference I've noticed game to game. Just it feels feel free uh, flowing. All the other players in the team are dynamic. Normally, you'd feel like you know maybe one or two of the players around you as you're moving, but it just the way the team all works together. Blown away from day one. So exciting to get uh, delved into that. What about you, Jack? Are you a FIFA man? Um, I am absolutely not a FIFA man. I am not <laughs> so okay. I am not the expert right now. So I shall pass on those questions, Sandy. Okay, that's all right. Um, well, when we come back, we're going to get delve into more of Grand Final Week. The big game. The best two teams of the year. It's Melbourne and Western Bulldogs in Perth. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the game next. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard footy footy on grand final week on the sports desk. My beautiful Perth. I love Perth as much as I love footy. Wadjak Noongar land is a long way from the MCG. This place, and this mighty stadium, is primed and ready. We know how much Doggies and Demons fans would love to fill these seats. But be sure of this, we'll cheer for your teams as if they belong here. The West is honoured to be the custodians of this one day in September. And so wishes to do you proud. The legendary Dennis Committee there, and uh, doesn't that give you goosebumps before uh, grand final? Um, and he will also be calling his last ever football game this weekend on Triple M. Um, so if you're around the radio, definitely turn that on because um, uh, one of the le- the great legends of the game, um, and you know the the goat, the greatest of all commentators of all time, um, Dennis Committee. Uh, so happy for him to have his last ever game at a grand final in Perth. Very fitting. Okay, grand final, Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Optus Stadium, 7.15 Saturday night, 5.15 local time in Perth. Uh, and we'll go through the changes. Western Bulldogs have brought in Alex Keith and Cody Waitman. Uh, out Anthony Scott, uh, the medical sub. Uh, Latham Vandermeer has been admitted and Ryan Gardner. And the only change name for Melbourne is the medical sub, James Jordan. It's also Jack Viney's 150th game. For the second straight season, two Victorian teams will play in the Toyota AFL Grand Final, although they've taken different paths through the finals. Minor premiers, Melbourne and the Bulldogs have been the best two teams for the much of the year, occupying the top two spots from 16 of the 23 rounds. 
Melbourne is trying to break a 57-year premiership drought while the Bulldogs are trying to emulate their remarkable 2016 flag by coming from outside the top four to sweep their way through September. I don't know where to start with this game, really. Um, it's going to be probably one of the best games grand finals we'll see for a couple of years, I think. I think oh, it's just been um, a pretty open competition this year, but these have been the two standout teams all year. Uh, apart from a hiccup from the Bulldogs, they were pretty even par for most of the year. Um, and they played each other twice during the season, round 11. Uh, Melbourne defeated uh, the Bulldogs 13-9 um, to 8-1. Sorry, 13-9-87 to 8-11-59. Western Bulldogs in the second game in round 19 defeated uh, Melbourne 8 uh, 13-7-85 to Melbourne 9-11-65. And interestingly enough, both games had no crowds. This is the time, first time this year they'll play each other in front of a crowd on grand really? final, which is pretty they crazy. Did. What what did you think of the two games earlier this year? Uh, I'll start with you, Jay. Yeah, well, I think um, Melbourne in that last game that they played, they really looked like they were the team from the start. Uh, sorry, what was I talking about? Not the first one, the second one, the most recent one. So when they played in round 19, I thought... Um, the dogs, they were they, they, that was their sort of the period where they were chopping off, and then to come out and beat the dogs, uh, sorry, the demons, the way they did, twenty points, I think it was in the end, uh, just showed that they've they've still got some bark in them, the the old doggies, and they've, as you said, done the hard way to get to this point, didn't make the top four, and they've come out and uh, really made a name for themselves and put them a good self in a good position, I reckon. They've got a lot of momentum coming into this one. Um, I. I think it's going to be an excellent game. Um, they've been clearly the two best teams all year round. I mean, they've dropped off at some points, but they're here now and they were there for 16 of the 23 rounds, as you said. Um, it should be an absolute ripper. I hope it is. We deserve an excellent game. I think it's what we're going to get. Um, the Doggies have the momentum, but Melbourne just have looked so dangerous in this final series. And I think um, it's going to go down to the wire. I'm thinking a last quarter screamer. Really? Yeah, yep. extra time. I know I said it last week. Oh, um, I mean, sorry, that. the week before. Um, for the preliminary finals, and they're both blowouts, but I think that just makes it seem like it's going to be even closer. Um, and just it's the midfield battle. It's just going to be match-up after match-up after match-up. Uh, and we've seen some players just absolutely, you know, come out of Max Gorn. Already been pretty had a pretty great year, but he turned it on in the preliminary final. Just absolutely amazing standout performances, uh, and they're going to be the uh, performances that are going to win the team the game. It's going to be something crazy um, to win for either side. It's just going to be amazing. The weather, of course, uh, clear, twenty five degrees throughout the day, uh, with only light easterly winds, no chance of rain. So perfect, perfect conditions for the game. Oh, that is awesome. Um, I was worried rain might. I uh, saw it early in the week. It was raining in Perth, so that hopefully that shouldn't be a factor. I think, um, and we've had the COVID scare over there as well. <sighs> Blown away. What do you think of the preliminary finals? Oh, they were pretty. Yeah, as you said, they were averages, which may mean that this one could be a good one. But yeah, eighty-three points to the D's, and then seventy-one points to the Dogs. It was just. Terrible. I couldn't even watch them all. They were just so one-sided. But 
I'm just hoping that this grand final goes right down to the wire, as you said. If it's extra time, I just add to the cherry on top, I guess, for what's been a very interesting season. Jack, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. Um, both those games were absolute blowouts. We knew who the winner was going to be at halftime easily, I, I believe. Um, I Don't get me wrong, though. I absolutely adored both of them. I love that they, they were two red-hot form teams going to this grand final. We couldn't get a more red-hot grand final than this. Both teams coming off ginormous wins. Both teams coming off huge momentum. Their fans are behind them. Both teams have something to prove. Um, I reckon it's going to be an absolute rip, and I'm so excited. It should be epic. Okay. We want a tip and a Norm Smith. Okay. You go first, Jay. Oh, I'm still about this too much, but I'll... <laughs> I wonder if you'll change your mind now between uh, now and the live show. <laughs> well, yeah, this one's tough. Like, Norm Smith, there's so many options out there, but with the way Max has been playing, I'd be giving him a red-hot crack for the normie, I reckon. If the Ds get up, he'll get up on the normie. That's so my pick as well. And, you think Ds and Max? Both yeah. of you? Oh, oh. Well. I did have a smoky though. Um, Who's your smoky? Uh, Pickett. Ooh. Ooh. If he okay. turns it on and has uh, some game-winning, you know, in the last quarter, just kicks three or something and blows it up for him, um, he could be... I think it's going to be that standout player that wins the game because it's going to be so tight. It's going to be the person that muscles through and creates some magic. I, I agree with you there. I'm going to, my smoky, well, my, my actually, actually, it's not smoky. It's my definitive pick. I am 100% certain. All right. I think it'll be the D's and Charlie Spargo with the normal. Oh. Hmm. I think yeah. I go. I I just I I think you're right. I think a small forward is due. I think they're due for a Norm Smith, and he's looked red hot. He's looked so ominous in these final series. And I I don't know. I think it's I think it could be a good little um surprise if he wins one. If he kicks four, and gets twenty five disposals, that's Norm Smith done and dusted, isn't it? Mm. So, are we so we're all heavily on the D's. I think so. Yeah, I think it would just be amazing. Um, I always like to see premiership droughts. Um, and uh, as I was just saying earlier, with 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 Western Bulldogs, look, they've been really good. They've been... You can't put that past them that they haven't been good. They've been really good. Um, uh, I just think the Demons have had that edge and the confidence they must be feeling coming into this. Um, absolutely massive year. I think it's just going to be that edge. And I think... Although it might spur the Western Bulldogs on, having that extra bit of travel and harder path sometimes has worked, and it worked in their 2016. Um, maybe that might spur them, but I just think I think the Ds have got the edge, and um, I just would be happy for you know the greats like Deal, uh, Neil Danaher uh, and stuff like that to get a win. It'd just be incredible, incredible. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a, another reason I want them to win. It's just been so long for them, so. I mean, the dogs have had it five years ago. I think it'd still be great for them to get up. They've not had too much success besides that. So um, either way, whoever wins deserves it. They've both been outstanding this year. Jack, what do you think? Uh, I completely agree. Both teams are the most deserving all year round. I would love to see the Ds break this drought, though. It's such a shame that it's over there in Perth and not in front of 100,000 Ds fans. But either way, a uh, premiership is a premiership, and a premiership changes clubs forever. And it changes fans' lives forever, doesn't it? I mean, breaking oh, yeah. down like this would just be amazing. So I'm I'm all aboard the D train. I'm all aboard 
Um, just an awesome game. A tight, awesome game. But these win it. So Saturday, grand final day. And remember, you can catch us live at 5.45 on Facebook Live. Special uh, preview, extended preview uh, with former Sinner Josh Martin, who will be there live at Optus Stadium for us. Um, absolutely massive. And then into that, right after that, the pregame entertainment starts. John Butler Trio, Eskimo Joe, Abby May, Abby May, sorry, Stella Donnelly, Donna Simpson, and Vicky Thorne from Folk Rock Group, uh, the wa- the Waves, I think it is. Men at Work lead singer Colin Hay, and then halftime Birds of Tokyo with the West Australian Orchestra. What do you think of the entertainment? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Absolutely, it is. I think um they're going to smash it. W, it's such a great venue. I've had the privilege of being before COVID began. I've had the privilege of being over there. I've seen a few footy games there, and it's one of the best venues in Australia, and I'm really excited to see what they do here. It should be good. Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think it's great to have local talent coming through uh, for the grand final. It's always a good spectacle, and the entertainment's getting better. It was good last year, and it'll be good this year, I reckon. Looking forward to it. Okay, well, we can't wait for tomorrow, uh, but we're going to continue on with the show. When we come back, uh, some Premier League, Champions League, and the world of football uh, all up next right here on the Sports Desk. Great Mike Brady, one day in September uh, for that glorious day. Tomorrow it begins. Uh, but I did forget to mention uh, there is some more finals this weekend, the NRL preliminary finals. Uh, they are also beginning tonight. South Sydney uh, play the Sea Eagles uh, at Suncorp Stadium from 7.50. And tomorrow, of course, 4 p.m., um, the... Uh, Melbourne, of course, Melbourne Storm play the Penrith Panthers. Uh, so if you're into NRL, you can have a massive build-up right into the grand final huge as well. Ones, Sammy, absolutely huge ones. Um, I think it should be rip, two ripper games. I'm confident. I'm going to put my tips in. I reckon uh, Manly will get over the Rabbitohs and the Storm will smack the Panthers. Jay? Yeah, I agree with uh, Jack. I think Manly is... <laughs> of course you do. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> it. I actually am into the NRL. I do like it. I'm definitely going to be watching Saturday pre uh, grand final. Absolutely. Well, there just must, must be something coming out of that um, that former. I know they're not there anymore, but Melbourne uh, shed um, Melbourne Storms changing rooms at tra- training park uh, for a long time. And there's uh, apart from victory, uh, some real good clubs coming out of there. So. <laughs> Um, So good luck to Storm. And of course, the grand final for the NRL will be on October 3rd. And we move on to the Premier League. And what a massive week, weekend last week and massive weekend ahead. Uh, Blown away. We'll start off with the results. Our teams. 1-0. Confident win for Arsenal against Burnley, would you say? 1-0, yeah. That was good. I thought we um very good, but uh, we're starting to build a little bit, which is good. Two wins on the trot, but 
big game this week, Sammy. The old North London derby. Oh, can't wait till we get to talk about that. Uh, a few other results. Liverpool, you must be happy with that, even though you said you didn't watch it. <laughs> 3-0 over Crystal Palace. Come on, you got to watch these games. Don't be silly, Sammy. Of course I watched it. Um, watched all three goals. Um, <laughs> lovely stuff. Where that put us? Put a second. That is splendid. I'm quite happy with that, actually. Um, I'm actually pretty scared because, you know, the conversation's been around uh, mainly, you know, Chelsea and Manchester United and Manchester City, but I think people are forgetting about this Liverpool side. They only did, did win it not that long ago, um, so they're going to be looking scary. Uh, the FPL scores are going out the window. People who captained uh, <laughs> the Salah and the like. A um, few other results last weekend that probably stand out. Chelsea had a big win over Tottenham, 3-0. Man United, 2-1 over West Ham. Oh, I was cheering on West Ham with dear life. Um, unlucky for them at home. Aston Villa had a 3-0 win over Everton. Man City. Ugh. Don't like talking about this one. <laughs> Southampton, nil-nil. We can't be doing that. We cannot be doing that. Uh, this is the year not to screw up because these type of results are going to come back to haunt us. Um, and yeah, No one ever likes a nil-nil. Watford were 3-1 over Norwich City. Newcastle drawed with Leeds United, 1-1. Brentford, 2-0 over Wolves. Um, disappointing from uh, Wolves. Expected a bit from them. Very up and down. Uh, and Brighton over Leicester City, 2-1. But this weekend, Saturday night, and why couldn't they? I know. Uh, a terrible time. <laughs> it's terrible time. It really is. My best mate is a, um, a Chelsea fan, so we were looking forward to this. But we're going to be watching it on delay, uh, hopefully trying to avoid spoilers. But there are two <laughs> 9.30 games. When does that ever happen? The Aston Villa-Man United game has been moved. So there are two games at 9.30 on Saturday night. Um, probably during the last quarter of the game, uh, the grand final. So, yeah, going to have to watch them on delay. Unlucky timing. Come on, Premier League. You know the grand final's on. Of course they It's a good time over there, 10.30. When I was over there, I had to watch it. It was 5 in the morning. Oh, oh. But it was worth it because Collingwood got beat. Um, uh, so, yeah, Chelsea and Man City and Man United and Aston Villa, the early games. Look, oh, oh, big game, Chelsea-Man City. Um, really big statement game. Chelsea looked pretty scary early on. Lukaku, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Um, and a home home game for them. Look, I'm very scared. And after a nil-nil, I know we had a good performance midweek in the League Cup, but uh, Wickham doesn't club close to Chelsea. Um <laughs> Chelsea are just another level this year and I I so badly want revenge for the Champions League I so badly want it um, it's been a while since we've bet them now they've bet us about three games or, th- or something in a row um, so hopefully City can get that done away um, but uh, Chelsea looking the goods here what do you think Jay? No, I agree with Sam there I remember when Arsenal played them they were just ridiculous how much Depth they have on their bench as well. Like Kante came on again and scored for them uh, last week. So it just shows how much depth they've had. And they've obviously had a good start to the season, top of the table. Uh, you definitely got a big task on your hands after your nil-all. You'll definitely need to kick a couple against these guys to win this one. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, Man United, Aston Villa. What are we feeling with that? Villa had a good performance. Some of their new signings that have come in. 
Uh, they couldn't come in because they were stuck, stuck in Argentina with that whole kerfuffle uh, last week. Um, but uh, they're looking the goods. But I think Man United uh, pains me to say that uh, <laughs> forced to be reckoned with this year as well. Uh, but if you can get a sneaky upset, West Ham got one in. So um, looking to see a big charge from Villa this year, um, I reckon. I know they lost uh, their good player, but... Um, Big investment into the club with uh, the proceeds of that. And uh, they put it straight in. And we're starting to see little glimpses already. So we'll see how Villa do. But I think uh, Man United will win that. Leicester City play Burnley at midnight. Everton and Norwich City play uh, at midnight. Also Leeds United at West Ham, same time. Watford and Newcastle, same time. Brentford and Liverpool are at 2.30. Southampton and Wolves, 11pm on Sunday. Um, Arsenal and Tottenham, the North London derby, as you say, 1.30. Crystal Palace and Brighton finish out the round on Tuesday at 5am. Uh, Brentford, they, 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 not too bad. A good, good start for a young team. Uh, and a home game, that home crowd seems to be working for them. Um, what do you think about that, uh, uh, Jack, Liverpool? Um, I'm pretty, well, after last week's performance, I'm pretty confident and pretty happy with how we're tracking, you know. Um, I mean, you, you said it earlier. I mean, we there's all talk about Chelsea, Man U, Man City. But, you know, just as long as you're in it towards the back end of the season, you are more than dangerous. So that's what we're looking for. Yep. Uh, and I think a few close games here to look out for. Um, Leeds United and West Ham. I think that's going to be very close. Watford and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newcastle just, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to expect from them. Um, they've had a bad season last year and hoping to pull themselves out. Uh, but they had a draw with Leeds last game. And, of course, West Ham. Uh, did they get Antonio back? Not too sure. They had him out. They really missed him last week. Um, uh, and I think Arsenal and Tottenham will go to that. Jay, take us through it. Well, yeah, it's come at a good time. Obviously, we're in form now with two on the trot, and they've lost two on the trot. So as good a time as it is to play them, and uh, it'll be a good test for us. Obviously, we've beaten two teams uh, so we're in the lower half of the table. It's time to now take a scalp over an arch rival, I reckon. Sammy, I think Tottenham, they're currently seeing seventh, but um, the two losses on the trot, especially the Chelsea one last week, a good opportunity for Arsenal to strike here, especially coming in the cup form as well that we had uh, yesterday morning. So looking forward to it, Sam. Uh, interesting. I think, uh, yeah, you can get some confidence back. Maybe maybe this is the time you might turn things a little around and to get one up on a big rival like that might be very good. But uh, I think Tottenham are underestimated this year as well. Uh, yes, they did have that loss. They are coming in against the good side. But uh, look, they've already put away City this year. Um, I know that was the first round. But, interesting, I'm going to be very close. Uh, Kane is, uh, I can't remember his performance, but he's yet to be really, really to impact since he's been back in the team. Uh, but Human Son, uh, whew, he's the scariest man on the field, I think, for attacking-wise. Um, so, I'm going to take a draw in that one. And that's the Premier League and... Champions League is back next week as well. We'll quickly look at a few of the big games uh, next week. Atletico Madrid and AC Milan play 5am on Wednesday. Uh, Dortmund uh, 
uh, play Sporting 5am, PSG, Man City on uh, Wednesday at 5am. Absolutely massive, that one. Porto and Liverpool, Wednesday, 5am. Uh, Leipzig play Club at Brugge, same time. Uh, and the Young Boys play Atalanta, upsetting Man United early on, making statements with that one. Young Boys defeating the Old Boys. Yes. Um, Zenit and Melmo on Thursday, 2.45. Bayern and Dynamo Kiev, 5am. Wolfsburg, Sevilla, Thursday, 5am. Salzburg and Liel, 5am Thursday. Juventus and Chelsea, that's a big one. Thursday, 5am. Benfica and Barcelona, Thursday, 5am. Man United uh, versus Villarreal, Friday am. Friday am. What am I saying? uh, (laughs) 5am Thursday. Uh, Real Madrid play Sharif on Wednesday, I forgot, uh, 5am. Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk, Wednesday, 2.45, and Ajax versus Besiktas, I think it is, 2.45. So it just doesn't stop there. Champions League, we're straight into that as well. And I wonder if these fixtures are going to impact maybe some of the squads we see on the weekend. It's just going to be... Headache for the managing, headache for the coaches, the coaching staff, but that's what they're paid the big bucks for. Uh, And that's it for the round of football. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show, this grand final edition of the Sports Desk. Uh, Absolutely massive. Uh, And this is another big and nostalgic footy song, Uh, the one that were uh, lyrics were written by um, Dennis Committee, sent it to an American band, McKenna. And they recorded this song called Last One Standing. This is the grand final edition of the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. McKenna, the last one standing on the sports desk on your Friday morning for the grand final edition. Who is it going to be? It's going to be massive tomorrow. 5.45, we've got the stream Facebook Live. Uh, don't miss it. We've got Sinner Josh Martin from Optus Stadium is going to join us on the show. Absolutely massive. Keep up to date with the sports desk Facebook page, Twitter and Instagram. And if you miss anything on today's show, you can download the podcast. Um, boys, biggest week of the year. Huge week. Let's go, Days. Up the days. Up the days on the D train. We'll be back next week on the sports desk. We'll see you then. It's a grand old flag. It's a high flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love. The team of the red and the Sin. We're young people, run the show.